There's a football pod. Boom, and the jeering, and the anticipation. And then as he strikes it, there's that intake of breath. Because he puts the bloody ball 14 uh, yards beyond. The, the second he hits it, I knew we were on the pressure. Like. Subscribe to the football pod on the OTB Sports app now. GAA Late Night. Live every Sunday evening, 8.30 on Twitter Spaces. Follow at Off The Ball. In partnership with Guinness Zero Zero. 100% Guinness, 0% alcohol. More social occasions off the GAA pitch are yours for the taking. Hello folks, how are you all doing? You're very welcome along to another edition of GAA Late Night, brought to you with thanks to Guinness 00. More social occasions off the GAA pitch are yours for the taking. Sarah O'Donovan and Ronan O'Neill are my co-hosts this week. Please do call in and have your say, whether you're from Kerry or Galway, or anywhere around the country, I want to have your say on this weekend's Gaelic football, Hurling and Camogie. Sarah and Ronan, you're very welcome. How are you? Not too bad, Tommy. Thanks for having me. In good form. In good form. The Kerry lads will have a great weekend. Oh, God. Yeah, they will. Can we just start, guys, with what you made of that final run? Because sitting in the stadium, 66 minutes, go away, draw it level. It's like, uh-oh. This one is going down to the wire, and then Kerry just pulled away. What did you, what did you make of it? Yeah, it was extremely um, fascinating final. Um, I didn't think it was it was going to be as close as that. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about Kerry would maybe pull away towards the end, but I had a sneaky feeling just as the week went on that Galway would would stay in touch and maybe you know bring it to the wire. Um, it just so just it was it was extremely fascinating battle between two sets of forwards trying to break down uh, two defensive systems as well. So um, it definitely served up for all Ireland final, definitely. Sarah, what did you make of it all? Yeah, I suppose I, I was wondering. I, I actually was quite stubborn two weeks ago, and I think I gave Barry from Galway an awful doing, saying that Kerry would win it by six points, and I very yeah, yeah yeah I was very confident and. Galway came at him um, for for 45 minutes. And then I think what I spoke about, about them necessarily sitting back and allowing Kerry on top of them is kind of what happened later on. Like Gavin White came into it, Adrian Spillane, Paddy, um, Paddy Clifford. You know, they, they got at them late on because I felt Galway sat on late on. And I wonder when they watch back the video, will they feel like they sat too deep in those last kind of 10 minutes because Kerry obviously outscored them by six points. I, w- I wonder, like, Rona, what did you make of that? Did you feel like Galway changed their system or did they just run out of legs? Like, Killian Spillane makes some impact in that second half. Yeah, I definitely thought that uh, Galway used so much energy in the first half, you know, to stamp their authority in the game stays and touch the distance to not make sure that Kerry were probably in a four or five point lead at half time, you know, um, and then again, they stay with them. You know, then I know went down to fourteen. They were down fourteen twelve at one stage, or sorry, they were 14, 16, 14. And to get back to sixteen, all they used so much energy, and um, to get back to that, they probably just they just ran out of legs. Maybe a bit of ideas probably showed. Um, they used Fernando Lee as a as their sub, and then they used two other boys who probably haven't seen as much yeah. game time. You know, oh, uh, up oh, up until now, yeah. So, um, yeah. Kerry's def- uh, quality off their bench sort of showed um, bringing in Killian Spillane Adrian Spillane um, you know added uh, so much energy towards them and just Kerry probably experience go down the stretch probably from the last day probably played his toll as well so um, just think Galway just ran out of steam towards the end Yeah we'll come back to that and there's a couple of Galway people listening Barry Cullinan one of our regulars is listening in so Barry if you're in a safe place where you feel free to 
turn on the mic there and have a chat with us if you'd like to have a chat here in GA Late Night. And if anyone would like to call in and have their say, please do just hit request to speak and we'll let you in to have a chat with Sarah and Ronan. Sarah, the performances of David Clifford and Shane Walsh, let's just linger on that for a minute because we were treated to two of the greatest individual performances in Crow Park, I feel, in an All-Ireland final. I agree with you 100%. Nine points from Walsh, eight points from Clifford. The marks, the running, the sidesteps, like absolutely sensational football. You'd absolutely feel for Shane Walsh now. He gave it absolutely everything. This is Richie. Come on in, Richie. Where are you calling? I'm calling from Coot Hill here in Cavan. Come on, Richie. Have have, have a say here. Go on. Well, I thought it was a great match overall. Like, but there was a there was a few dodgy kickouts there on on Galway's side, and I think that let them down. And then there was a few challenges there. It was all it was down to the wire, like as I was saying earlier. And I just said, like, you know, it was a fair match, and. Kerry went ahead like they do and they're back as normal champions and they're there and they're holding the cup. So, so Ronan, do you think their game management, Galway's game management, when they look back on it, let them down? Um, Possibly, yes. Um, I think when it went 16 all, I think they, may, they should have probably soaked up a little bit more pressure, you know, just to bring it up to maybe the 70th minute mark. But um, I thought they just as they, they tired a wee bit, they allowed runners Paulie Clifford got in for a handy score, you know, not been tracked. Uh, Graham Sullivan got in for a handy score as well, again, not been tracked too. So, um, if they look back at it, you know, they probably should have set up in their defensive structure with their double sweeper to, you know, invite uh, Kerry to bring them on, but put 15 behind it, um, and then really, really um, test um, Kerry's resolve in terms of how to break down their defensive system. So, yeah. I just thought maybe there's their lack of game management, as you say, Sarah, and just their energy seemed to just just deflate a wee bit towards those last five, six, seven minutes. Let's, let's just bring, bring, you know. let's bring Barry so in here. Barry, turn on the mic there, Barry, and have a have your say. I'd like to hear what the feeling is in Galway. Yeah. Uh, Hard luck. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's the feeling, to be honest. I think um, overall, you know, we can no complaints. I think Kerry just finished the game stronger, had more impact off their bench, and... Maybe show that they have a little bit more, you know, they've been around the block a little bit more than this Galway team most played in a previous on Ireland final. But, you know, I suppose we were lucky to to be at the game to see two footballers that were, you know, they're at the top of their game. They're two of the best in the country. And I thought, you know, Shane Walsh, will he get man of the match? I'm, I'm not sure. He, he probably won't. I would imagine David Clifford will get it. But Shane Walsh's performance is outstanding. But David Clifford was... You know, he was outstanding and when we spoke during the week, everyone kind of said, look, if we can get a handle on David Clifford, um, we're in with a right chance. We're in with a right chance of winning the game and unfortunately we just couldn't. And maybe in the first half he didn't have as much of an influence from open play, but he three good marks. It was obviously yeah, the tactic they were going after and, you know, just over, overall he was he was the key for them. Yeah, it, it seemed like the system in general though, the defensive system in general, Barry, worked very well. Like Liam Silk did a superb job and Sean O'Shea negating him from play. Paddy Clifford, it took him a long time to get into that game and he did eventually in the second half. He was very important late on. But Galway caused Kerry serious problems in that first 35 minutes. Yes, it did. And Galway played, played very well defensively and offensively. You know, obviously Shane got some good scores but John Daly set up a lot of good scores. Thought Rob Finnerty was influential in the first half. Um, defensively, we got all our matchups spot on. It was... Funny to see Kieran Malloy, Gwyn and Paul Ganey. That was one I didn't see coming, but Paul Ganey was gone by half time. David Moran was gone by half time. And 
Kerry looks devoid enough of ideas in ter- outside of kicking in long high ball, which did work in fairness to them. Um, and then, uh, you know, if, if you had someone from Kerry on, which I'm sure you will, they'll try to say, look, we had a few opportunities there to send in a few balls into the forwards there and they just didn't take them. There was open spaces there for forwards to run into and they just didn't play the ball in, you know? Yeah, in in the second, in the first, in the second, first half, is it? In the first half there, yeah. Yeah, but, Possibly, maybe they didn't put it in as high, but I thought John Daly, like John Daly, kicked four great points. Like we 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 got a lot of good scores. Uh, maybe Damien Comer didn't get as much ball as 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 we would have liked. But in fairness to Jason Foley, he he really came engaged with full back, and he had him he had him well tied up. But yeah, maybe Galway didn't get the ball in in fast enough. But I thought system wise, we got our matchups right. Saline Silk was excellent, and Donald Shea, Jack Lane had a big influence in the first half. I think. It just it just came down to Kerry finished the game stronger and had more impact off their bench. I thought we struggled. We certainly struggled in the middle of the pitch in terms of when when kickouts went long. Kerry won. They won. I don't know what the stats were, but they won a vast majority of long kickouts, and we, we struggled that way. They definitely dominated Barry. I'm just going to bring in Brian McKenna here. Brian, you're calling in from Tyrone, I believe. Would you like to chat to our panel here? On GLA? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, I thought the game now. Uh, <clears throat> It was a great game of football, and uh, I just thought the be- it was definitely Kerry's bench for in the end for them. You know, Galway, Galway have, have some great footballers, as many as Kerry, but it's just the bench, the bench for Kerry wanted for them. And I think the the lad, them footballers should be very proud. They should be very proud of their performance. Uh, they'll be back I'm sure next year Ronan just on what, picking up on what Brian McKenna was saying there about the bench like the Tyrone panel last year was absolutely massive towards your hello can you hear me I know that Brian we can hear you yeah but I'm just going to move on to chat here slightly to Ronan I'm going to ask him a question off the back of what you're saying uh, Ronan the, the uh, bench how important is it really like this thanks Brian you're, you were just breaking up a wee bit there Oh, it's massively important. You've seen through those golden years of, of uh, Dublin how important they were. Um, their bench was stacked with so many good players that they came on, and they're obviously they're probably known as finishers. That um, if games were ever so tight, or uh, they're in the melting pot, that they had two or three, four players, mostly forwards, to come in uh, and to finish off teams in that in that uh, crunch period. So ourselves last year, we obviously had. Um, a number of, of good players on the bench but uh, and they came in and made a massive impact especially uh, Cahill and Dara so um, when you have a squad like that and you have players willing to sacrifice their own game to be that player which is not a nice every player, every player wants to obviously start but um, when you have t- a team like that one of roles to come in and, and finish off teams you know it makes your team so much harder to beat so it, it's a massive massive impact and it's a massive advantage to have too uh, especially in all Ireland semi-finals and all Ireland finals when, when the games are in, in the melting pot. Building a panel doesn't just happen overnight, I presume. Like That's a, a couple of years in the making. Do you think that Galway, like we spoke about it before, Galway's turnover from 2018 is insane. Well, the, from that semi-final that they were last in against Dublin, only five players remained. Do you think that Porrick Joyce, the next step for Galway, is getting back to that final and having a bit more punch off the bench? Would that be fair to say? Yeah, it probably is. Good um, young team coming on, I'd say they're ready, for the, ready to go at it now next year again. Yeah, so they probably would imagine, and when he gets back to they go back to club football, they'll be looking at club championship and probably looking at 
um, players who can probably serve up, up to that standard. It's not it's not easy to come up in from from different clubs into another kind of scene. It normally takes eighteen to twenty one months for to people to come in unless you're a freak or a special talent. So yeah. um, probably looking for people from a forwards perspective just to help out. Um, Rob Finnerty and Damian Comer and Shane Walsh when when the game does get tight or somebody in around the middle third whose legs and pace and he can break lines someone like uh, has the same effect to kill him did so um, I'd say when they look back in the year they're probably looking to just add two maybe three players that can come in and make a difference uh, um, if not from the starting and push the starters on but definitely from the bench Barry are those players in the county? Um, time will tell um Obviously, at the club championships going to be important. I thought maybe someone like Paul Kelly or Owen McLaughlin could have maybe sought up more game time today. Um, but we have a lot. A, there is a lot of young talent who have been successful at underage over the last couple of years. Um, but it's very difficult, particularly with the level of conditioning and the level of athleticism top inter-county teams are at at the moment. It's it's going to be very difficult to find someone in the club championship that's going to have an impact in terms of in terms of the Galway panel automatically next year. I think the biggest message that Parik will have is that the players that are there at the moment, um, they need to go and, and dominate a club championship. And I think if they can put that on the back of having a really good inter-county season, then it bodes well for them going into next year. And, and you know, it, it might stand to them coming down the stretch in, a, in an important game that last or next year where they struggle a little bit this year. Yeah, definitely. Sarah, did you get worried for Kerry at any stage? If I'm being honest, no. Um, I thought the statement of intent after halftime coming out so early, I'd say Jack said, get out there and sort this out, boys, because, you know, we're, we're in the doghouse here. Galway came out probably five, six minutes after Kerry. And I think that in indication of, of Kerry's... Um, I suppose the, their plan to to kind of sort out the wrongs of the first half was evident with that decision to come out so early. You think you say that, say that again, sir? Sorry, I missed you there. Say that again. Sorry, um, the decision from the Kerry lads to come out early. Yeah. so early, like they, Jesus, I'd say they were in the dressing room maybe seven minutes, yeah, and yeah. they were back on the pitch, uh, and I think that was a kind of a key factor for me in terms of them deciding, look, we've to sort this out. That's sort of that yeah. Right. I hadn't thought of it like that. That's right. And Jack was obviously ruthless at half time. Like he, he whips off David Moore and Paul Ganey. Um, it, it hadn't clicked for them, but they're two players that have given a serious amount to carry over the years. You would have expected them to give something in that game as the game went on. But O'Connor made his calls very early. There was more of a surprise that Moran was taken off than Ganey. I think Ganey wasn't firing. He had hit the second wide. Um, it was it was the Moran call was was the one because if you remember when Kerry played Cork, Cork were in that game for fifty fifty five minutes and it was the last fifteen minutes where where Moran kind of settled into it and, and and brought them home, and I suppose that's what I would be saying is just that was a big call to bring him off at half time when he's been doing it late in games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That's that's it was it was a massive call. We have a couple of speakers on the line. I'm going to bring in John McHugh. John, do you want to have a chat here with our um, with our panel, Ronan O'Neill and, and Sarah Donovan? Yeah, Tommy, how are you? Uh, just uh, going on what Barry just said there, I'm just wondering with the loss of someone like Michael Daly to the Galway camp this year. I think he was in in the panel early in the year and whatever happened, I'm not sure. And even, I think, from Mount Bellew as well, the likes of Barry McHugh, would they add depth? There's no relation, by the way, actually. <laughs> anyway, but would they add depth to the... Are you a Galway? I'm Roscommon. Roscommon with uh, one foot in the Galway camp, partner, fiance, a Galway woman. 
Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Barry's actually just dropped off there. Barry was only calling in as a guest. I'm, I'm sure he's on his way home after after today. But I think, look, if, uh, I was chatting to Ian Burke today. You know, there's another fella that could possibly yeah. have something. I think it's, it's funny, Intercounty Football, Ronan and Hill, you can hop in here if, if you want. Um, if, if it's not working for people, they, they, they just step out of the game. Do you know, if, if things aren't happening, life is going on. I don't know what Michael Daly's decision was or, or what reason was behind it. Ian Burke is living in Dublin, as he was saying to me. Um, he's working in Dublin and just he just couldn't commit to it again this year, you know? Yeah, you just look at it there today and you're thinking, even if he wasn't a starter, he just adds more impact. Even if he does start, then it means they have someone else coming in off the bench. And you think, Jesus, like if they had those lads, I'm not sure with regards to suspensions, Mount Bellew picked up in, from the club final that time if any of those lads were ruled out either if they'd be coming back in next year and they'd add to it as well. But, I think, uh, Michael, actually, you might see a change in the shift in the mindset of, of inter-county players with the shortened season next year. And, and it'll be interesting to see what players will come back in now on the basis of this season, you know, and, and how it's been shortened. Yeah. And the, the other thing I was just going to say, I was just thinking after watching the match as well, I know we'll all be glued to probably the Sunday game tonight when they're picking their team of the year. Do you think have... Tom O'Sullivan from Kerry and Sean Kelly, have they lost their places on the team of the year where they were probably looking at you could say they were nearly going to be on it before today? Um, I think Tom O'Sullivan probably was a wee bit more ahead than Sean Kelly. But I think it just shows the influence that the level of performance Conor McCluskey had in the All-Ireland yeah. and Mark and Shane Walsh. Um, it's obviously no easy fate marking the player of his quality um, he probably will be under a little bit of pressure but the fact that they've won it maybe uh, I presume Jason Foley probably comes into the picture now um, yeah you had a savage game today yeah like to, to Mark obviously go always in form forward to the level he did you know not even I don't think even Comer got a shot away to be fair, to be fair. I think only one possession in the first half as well alone for Comer yeah, but maybe it was a ploy by, by Joyce. Maybe to, it seemed it seemed it from the TV that that Morley was so so um so close to to um uh, to Comer that it left more space for Shane Walsh, to, you know, to perform. Like um, maybe yeah. it was a, maybe it was a tactic where you know Comer was to be a deploy or decoy, obviously for Shane. Um, but um, you're hoping that maybe in the second half that he would that would come into the picture. He did catch a, a wonderful kick out and set up McDade for his for his fourth. Yeah. It looked, it, it, looked, it looked as well that say Finnerty and Walsh their roles changed from the semi-final against Derry it looked like Finnerty was doing a lot more of the track and back where they were leaving Walsh further forward so he could have that greater impact yeah yeah definitely well Finnerty has a good has a good brain on him anyway and a, and a, and a, a good football head where he was he, he did kick a few nice kick passes into Walsh as well so mm. it was probably a ploy maybe to get Walsh a 1v1 or maybe in a space inside the 45 where you know we can kick those points on the turn as, as easy as anybody but um, it did obviously change but you're hopefully expecting that Finnerty would kick in maybe with one or two or if um, Comer would get maybe a goal or a couple of points anyway but it just didn't materialise John, yeah. thanks for calling in there that was about it. thanks Tommy a couple of speakers on the line uh, Conor Neal, I, I hope you don't mind hanging on there for a second Owen Sheehan, a colleague of mine and off the ball, a Kerry man is on the line. Owen, unmute your mic. Talk to us. How are you? Oh, not not bad. Not bad, Tommy. That was 
That was good. That was like a very, very good feeling, to be honest, at the end. It was just absolutely, absolutely um, terrifying, wasn't it? The entire thing. Just the, the sense that... Like, just tell me. Just the, like, just like Shane Walsh just putting in one of the all-time great performances in Crow Park. It was, yeah. I, I was just like, typical. Fucking typical. Like, the guy hadn't been great the last couple of days and people were, were talking about him not doing it when, it when it matters the most. And he proved them all around today with one of the best final performances I've ever seen in the flesh. And I was like, this is it. This is just Kerry's luck now. There's nothing anybody can do about it. Tom Sullivan, as the lads were saying, they were banker for an all-star, got roasted by him. Graham O'Sullivan for a period, got roasted by him. And Graham ends up having probably Kerry's best game. I thought he was possibly mad at the match other than, other than Shane Walsh. I would actually almost have him ahead of Clifford, but maybe that's just getting you what uh, Clifford does now. But I, just, I know I, I, it's obviously biased because I'm just so happy for Graham O'Sullivan because uh, maybe he was like the unheralded man in that Kerry back line. But I actually think the, the realistic... A fact there is that he was just the least recognisable and he's had to fend off serious competition all year to get that cornerback jersey. Like Paul Murphy probably gets into those six forwards with a little bit of a shuffle if Graham O'Sullivan wasn't good enough. So this guy kept him out of the team. He, he Like when Dan Donahue gets injured early in the year, he steps up and takes that cornerback position. And I don't know why, but that's just the thing that makes me most happy today is that he was just so good. I'm so, so happy for him. That's yeah, right. he, he was he was, de- he was dead. He, he kicked the three balls in that got three marks in the first half. Yeah, Gary, yeah. And, he kicked, and he kicked a vital point in the second half, coming in on a familiar run. But just his quality of kick passing from a cornerback, you know, it was absolutely frightening. Just shows the level of skills that that, that all the players have in, in Kerry. So, um, for him to come up with those accuracy of kick passes and his point in an All Ireland final just shows the quality of him. I thought that Owen had been in WhatsApp groups for a long time, and I'm very used to Owen's running commentary during it of pure fear during the game. Owen, it's 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 not. A lie to say that you you were worried a couple of times, weren't you? Of course I was. Like I mean, and that was I was only using WhatsApp in the first half. Like I just put my phone away in the second half, just couldn't look. <laughs> and like when Kerry go two points up in the second half, and then Galway get two points in quick succession, like that's when you start to think, shit, this could actually happen. Because like the, some of the, the perceived wisdom out there to speak was that if it's a tight game, Kerry might pull away at the end of the game. When they start to do that, and Galway pull them back. I'm like Jesus. This this could be this could be a, a bit of a disaster. But like, Galway were just so good, and honestly, I think they were probably better than I even thought in, in a in, in many ways. Because I think they all predicted like a cagey game, and it wasn't that. It was an excellent game, yeah. and I just think they're they're point kicking. I know it's the most. It's not any incisive analysis whatsoever. But Galway are good at taking scores, and so I, I don't think Kerry would have bargained to concede 16 points today. I think they would have estimated maybe 12, 13, because that's what they've been trying to keep teams the most most of the year. So they can see 16, like that was a big problem for Kerry. And it was just their forwards prevailed. Like, I, and like two other lads, like Diarmuid O'Connor was poor against Dublin. He was excellent today. Uh, Killian Spillane was poor against Dublin when he got off the bench. He was excellent today. And I thought it was ballsy from Jack to take the two boys off at halftime. Ganey deserved to go, but I would have kept more on him. And uh, that's why I know absolutely nothing. And Jack O'Connor is a very, very successful manager. <laughs> Owen, can I ask, did you find it strange that Kerry came back out so quickly after halftime? Yeah, that's true, actually. Well, it was quick, right? It wasn't just that Galway were late. No, that, no. Yeah. No, he threw him back out the door. It, it felt like that. Joanne wasn't even finished half her analysis with Pat. Ah. Um, and Kerry were back out. That's interesting. I didn't I didn't realise that now. So that's... Yeah, like, I, I guess just don't be sitting down in the dressing room, make your two changes, get back out there. And, like, Galway kicked... Did Galway kick the first score in the second half as well? So, Three, yeah. like, it, yeah, it, it didn't necessarily help. Also, as well, like, from the very first kick of the game, Sean Shea. His ball trailing wide, I was like, Jesus, that will be that will be the the, the omen of people look back at this for a Galway win. That 
that that ball trailed off at the very start. That would have sent it home. So. It was nearly more so one that Walsh responded on the far side with a huge free straight away off the bat. You just knew that Shane Walsh was on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like the, the thing is, like most of the talk was around Homer as well in the build-up, just given how good he was in the semi-final. I, like, it's hard to know if Jason Foley did a good job on him or was it like the system in front of Foley that worked? There's probably a bit of both. And like, I mean, there's, there's another fellow who's really stepped up for Kerry this year in Foley. Like I, I remember... Uh, we were down in Temple Tuli at a McGrath Cup game at the start of the year and we were chatting to Jason Foley's parents. And I know every man who wants to win in All-Ireland does this, but they were talking about Jason going out on Christmas Day for his run, the gear bag by the door um, uh, on, the, on the morning of Christmas Day going out. And the thing that was motivating him going running on Christmas Day was Sam. And I know it's not that's nothing unusual. People go training on Christmas Day all the time to win All-Ireland. But I just kind of remember that. And yeah, just uh, he's, he's had an absolutely excellent season. Owen, thanks for calling in. Go on and enjoy the celebrations. Are you in D2 yet, or where are you? No, gee, my dad actually bought nine tickets to two the other day before, <laughs> I had, before I had time to tell him that, you know, you probably you, you shouldn't buy tickets for this life. You might get them late on, and also Kerry could lose the game. And they're twen 20 euro a pop. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, what are you hey, doing? He'd be uh, making a profit on it now, Owen. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Owen... How soon can I expect a photo from you with the cup? Because obviously last season I trolled oh. you from the Tyrone uh, dinner in Clantarf. Yeah, ne never forget. <laughs> I um, I don't know actually. But I like we might, might try and head down to Clarny tomorrow night. Um, we'll, yeah. So we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't have any. I don't have any ins with the players. So um, possibly never. But sure, I don't care. Enjoy That's it. That's the challenge. Enjoy. That's the challenge. Right. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Well done. Well done. Bye bye, Conor O'Neill. We haven't heard from you since Armagh were beaten. Uh, Talk to you. How are you doing, Tommy? What did you make uh, today? Well, Tommy, listen, I was I, I tried to get in the week after. Uh, oh. I was, I was calling your name and it was someone else. Oh, it was Will, yeah. I, was, I saw it was that. Will? I was listening. It was very I funny, yeah. Him, Tommy. No, but first of all... <laughs> you were crying over a pint, if I'm right. I was, I was. I was crying. Lacking in that. But here, okay. first of all, I want to say, first of all, Tommy Walsh, Shane Walsh, sorry. And Clifford, Jesus Christ, what that was that was some exhibition the other day. Amazing. And actually, the last person I've ever seen play the gat was a man who's on your panel. Who? Ron O'Neill. Yeah. I was playing for St. Cummins College, Corner Nope, third year, and he was running about scoring left, right, and centre. I think he scored about six, seven that day. Ronan, can you confirm? <laughs> I think he has a better memory than I do. But well, hey, it's Connor. It's Connor, your cousin. It's Connor, your cousin, is he? No, we're not cousins, mate. We're not cousins. But Ronan, do you remember who who was the first team to beat this? From Coleman's. Amen, brother. <laughs> I've heard back in them days. <laughs> you were a full forward, Connor, were you? I I heard back. I was walking. What do you call that man, uh, Ronan? Sean Warnock. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Full back. That's right. That wasn't today or yesterday? No, it wasn't. I was something to do with the night, but I just had to get it in there. <laughs> Fair play. Good man. Anath Anathan has to bring Michael McMullen in here. No, has Anath, that's that's Thanks, Connor. We'll, we'll talk to you next season. Good, Good man. Stay there. Bye-bye. Michael, how are you doing? Do you want hey, Tommy. Yeah, I'd say Michael drive on there. We've hey just Michael, lost sorry. Tommy. Yeah. That was my you hear me? Yeah. What a game. Uh, everything that you wanted from the game, exciting. And uh, I think the championship as a whole, 
will be served well because it leaves it all very, very tight going into next season. The likes of our man, Galway and Derry, will be looking at it thinking, you know, bring on next year. But the exhibition from Shane Walsh and David Clifford was just something to behold. It was brilliant. A lot was made during the week of Peg Morley and he seemed to be pulled out of position and Stephen O'Brien's two blocks would have kept Kerry sort of ticking and, go. you know, when, when Kerry would have been the happier team within a point up at half time. Did O'Brien make the block? Uh, I, I, I couldn't see it. He did, he did, yeah. He did, yeah. You know, they would have been they would have been the happier team at half time and, you know, as you were talking about on, on air, it was as if they went into the change rooms and Jack says, look, get back out again and, 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 and do yourselves justice. But, um, you know, I think Kerry went something like 14-12 down and then the next four points was a big swing. And back to the first half, Galway did all the playing. But I remember advancing the scoreboard, it was only 5-3 and you're thinking, they're not far enough ahead. And that probably told the story of the game. But it was just a, a savage game all round. You know, the likes of Graham O'Sullivan and John Daly playing the ball out from the back. Uh, Kerry going direct early on. At least, you know, high balls were punched clear. Galway dealt with it. You know, and, and uh, I suppose the, the danger signs at half-time is I think Kerry had seven wides made in the first half. You know, so yeah. um, it depends what we look at it. You know, where, where Kerry sort of, you know, Galway could have been hanging on if that had took their chances. Uh, but like when I'm talking about the Walsh and Clifford, like what about the high ball that was through into Clifford? He was just one of them. And I think that's a coaching point for everybody across the game that if you can get a a big mobile <laughs> hand that you can use, it's some passport to success. And the fact that Clifford's just one of the best footballers ever just adds to that. But a great game, and it just adds to last week's hurling final. And it was a perfect way to finish the county season, I thought. Yeah, no, it was class. Roman, can I can I get you on the performances of Shane Walsh and David Clifford? Like the let's leave aside the leadership that was shown and the bit of fire that they brought to the biggest day of the year. The skill, the quality of the scores today were sublime, weren't they? Oh, unbelievable! Um, if I was Shane Walsh this week, you know, I would have been really annoyed that you know that that, that he wasn't really being talked about in the same manner. Of or not, but just been talked about in terms of um Comer, Comer and Clifford and Polly Clifford, you know, and uh, we would have had a bit between my teeth, um, and he definitely showed it. But I think the big, the big thing about the both was, if you're a coach or if you're a player or anything, it just shows the the massive importance of being two footed, um, but they'd be able to kick off left side and kick off right side, um, and if you're a coach, coach an underage team, you know, you'd be showing that performance. We're playing it all the time, just from for them two boys. This is what you get. This is what you have to be at, you know, to be to be the very best, or you know, to be playing at at a high standard. So, um, just thought Shane Walsh's, you know, sidestepping, you know, ability to create space, Clifford's hands, you know, uh, actually was watching Clifford. You know, he was actually standing still a lot of time in round the D, yes. yeah. but he was waiting for a drive, for a slip off, and all he needs is half a yard. And same as Walsh, Walsh needs a half a yard. He doesn't even need a backlift from from his, from his kicks. Um, and then sure it's ridiculous kicking threes with your right and left foot. It's okay. It's maybe okay doing it in a league game or maybe it's okay maybe doing it in a, in a friendly. But to do it in an All-Iron final, an All-Iron semi-final, obviously, he's been doing it too. It's, the two boys are a joy to watch. And, you know, we talk about going to pay and see players. But to see those two boys 
Um, you you pay, you'd pay in anywhere to see them. Yeah, Sarah, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? I I can't tell you how impressed I was with both players, but like I suppose hurling for me last week was you know my Christmas, um, and this week I was glued to the game. So that you know I suppose the quality of the game last week and the quality of the game this week allows to the fact that you know summer football and summer hurling certainly add to the game and the spectacle. I think I was I, I think was, I, was a, I was a bit more impressed with Walsh than I was with Clifford. Were you? Yeah, I think well everybody expects it from Clifford. You know, whereas Walsh we talked about all year, he's been a wee bit inconsistent. But you know, to do it at the biggest stage, the biggest game, to kick the level of points he did, to keep his team in the game, you know what's for me, he was probably just a wee bit ahead of Walsh or Clifford in terms of man of the match. Just to keep his team in the game for for sixty five, sixty six minutes. So it was, but um, to, I didn't think he had that in his, in his locker because I just thought he was he just lacked that bit of consistency. But um. That was a phenomenal performance. He really proved it today, didn't he? And he I, did, I, yeah. I think I, I like what you said there that he, he would have been annoyed and maybe pissed off during the week that maybe yeah. he mentioned the same press as others. And I don't know if he was or not, but it's interesting because sh- like surely players do care about that stuff, do they? Oh well, he, he would know himself that he didn't perform the levels that even the Connacht final in the All Ireland corner final and and the All Ireland semi final. And you know, you use that little bit of adversity, that wee bit of motivation. You know, just to keep yourself going into, into big games, and there's no doubt he had a spring the step all, all week in training and probably uh, in the in the warm up today. So, um, when he's on it, there's not much better in fairness. But yeah, and and just the converse of that because like a couple of players just couldn't get into the game, and sometimes that just happens. And as you said, maybe it was a decoy, or maybe you know you're you're still doing a job for a team. Like Comer didn't have the impact he would have loved for Gain. He got whipped at halftime. Shawnee so Shea was came yeah. out. Of the yeah. Game. Buddy Clifford was out of the game for a long time. Rob Finnerty, a couple of assists, but didn't get a score today. Like, like some the, the games just pass you by. Like All Ireland finals. Like, are those boys going to be looking back with regrets? I know that the Kerry boys have won All Ireland medal, so they won't care. But will the Galway boys look back with regret, or will they look back and say we can build on this? Well, I, I, I would probably maybe looking back and saying about maybe the occasion. It's their first time being All Ireland final. Um, just overall the build up to it maybe and you know the parade and you know eighty two thousand in the game you know it, it it does happen you know as a management probably and as a team you probably try to block it out in terms of you play the game not the occasion but it does happen it's just natural um, but it's just unfortunate you know we didn't get to probably see the best of Comer probably on in, in Um I thought Conroy had a very good first half but then he faded in the second half so I did some uncharacteristic things maybe <coughs> got a couple of knocks though Ronan like he you know he was targeted uh, he, early he kicked a bad shot into the keeper's hands at a very awesome. stage in round the day I felt that he just felt that he needed to get on the score sheet where all he needed to do was keep the ball I thought in the first half he was very good I thought that's why maybe more they took more often because he seemed to get a lot of the breaks the handy or the from kickouts uh, coming out with the possession of the ball you know he seemed to be driving out with it as, as more so than, than Moran did but um, it does happen. That's natural. It happens to us all. Um, you just hope that that Galway get another chance to rectify that that situation in years to come. Jack actually mentioned that David Moran was sick this week. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, maybe announcing that before the game would have been too much of a trigger. So they'd rather run with him to start and see how far he got. Mm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably did have an impact. For, I don't think he was himself in the first half. To be fair, and we did kick a couple of balls. He kicked a bad ball away over the sideline for Clifford when he was in 1v1, maybe. 
I thought Clipper, I thought Clipper could have made that. I don't know if he slowed down. Uh, well, he, was his, he, was, he was shaking his head anyway. That was suggest that it was a bad ball. I think it was a definitely a bad ball, but I think he stopped a bit too early as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, uh, you're you're hanging on there, Brian McKenna. Do you want to have a, another question towards Sarah and Ronan here before we move on? Uh, no, I'll just to start with, uh, well done, your owner, on your car and road performance. You know, it's, it's good to keep the MR in their place. <laughs> I know, I forgot all about that performance now, but I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. What was the score? Right. Was seven running? Was it actually 6-7? Uh, I don't know. I know, I know we, beat, we beat St. Coleman's from first year to, fifth, to fourth year, and then they beat us in the fifth year final and the McCrory final, so okay. uh, we had well, a thing to battle up to my college year, so. No, I know, this year... And I, I have been criticising referees left, right and centre. And this year, there was a few rough performances. But today, Sean Horson, and I'm not just being biased as a throne man, Sean Horson had a great game today. Ah, he did. And it, like, it was really, he was in control of the whole game, you know, there was no, he didn't lose the head. Like, you could see referees losing the head and making bad decisions, but, yeah, Sean Horson now, he done, he, he done the referees a world of good today. That's all England saying that. And also, just on, that point, just, on, just on there, to hold, hold their top for a second because, and now this can kind of happen, but I did get a text from a Galway friend or two that the ref turned in their favour, in Kerry's favour towards the end, and I was picking my brains trying to figure out. I, I, was there the John there? Daly free. Yeah, the one like the, the, daily, the arm. The yeah. Daly free was harsh, but on the far side, like, was White Shoulder on McDade? Was that a free? Ah, uh, well, see, maybe, maybe uh, could have been a second man in, or Jack Barry could have been in as well. Yeah, there's a bit of a yeah, it's like split, split second decision. He probably thinks that maybe Galway comes from behind a little bit, but or maybe uh, Barry does. But yeah, like oh, look, them them decisions are they're fifty fifty. Yeah, but I know, like I've watched a few games. I've I've watched a few games this year. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, uh, I I've watched a few games this year. Now that like that you go back to our mall Galway game, like there was stuff going on like during the game, through balls, uh, like blatant through balls, the referees missing it, like stuff like that there, you know, like that you can't go you can't you know like that said to me the referee lost control of a game, you know what I mean? Be small things like that. How can you miss things like that? You know, but today Sean Horson was he was definitely outstanding and he He's a credit to the referees today, so it was yeah, no doubt about it. The game yeah, definitely, definitely was. The game certainly flew, and the execution level across the game from both teams, I thought, was brilliant as well. Like you picked out the, who mentioned that Graham O'Sullivan made the three passes in for America. Was that you, Roland? I didn't realize. Yeah, that. Oh, that, oh, was that? Yeah, sorry, that was you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, lads, do you like that? that <laughs> sensational. Maybe Sarah, you were thinking the same. Right? Yeah, she probably was. She probably did anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone else stand out from the both both games today? Like, who's going to get ma- mentioned tonight? And for the three players that are going to stand. It's going to be Shane Walsh, it's going to be David Clifford, it's McDade is going to be in the mix. Like yeah, taking four, awesome. four, four from playing from midfield. That's, that's that's really unheard of too from a midfielder as well in an All-Ireland final. So, yeah, um, definitely, I was a bit surprised to see him midfield start of the year. I didn't think that was probably his best position, but probably it is in terms of when the game, when the ball's out in the air, you know, maybe he's a bit looser out there. Um, I know from, from when we were in Throne and, Looking at Galway, didn't know whether he's a half forward or whether he's a half back. Or, yeah. Um, I know in some games he's done a wee bit of a detailing job as well, but um, he definitely came of age today. Um, I, know, I know a couple of Mayo people who look on and I think they think Pierce Hanley could have been. Yeah. Maybe a bit more when they lost Pierce Hanley back in the day. So, Kenny McDade, it's been sensational for him. He really has. 
Yeah. I really enjoyed Kieran Malloy's performance as well, lads. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. both sides of the pitch. Yeah, he got up. He got up the pitch. Right, I think it was two, was it two points, and uh, sorry, yeah, a point. He got yeah. a point. Yeah, but yeah. but I thought he was in, I thought he was incredible today. Big impact. Yeah, no, I thought uh, I thought John Daly was very good in the first half. Sort of his influence. Sort of. He's a lovely uh, puppeter, isn't he? Ah, uh, yes. As a, probably as a forward, he's probably a dream because he always looks for the kick pass. Yeah. From the for the to the to his the to his forward line, but I thought young Jack. I thought young Jack Linden, but it wasn't Paulie Clifford. I know Clifford came into the game, um, but he's, he was um, influential, obviously, in the Dublin game and the Mayo game before that. But and got up with a score as well today, and, and a tough, tough score. Like he, he had two guys on him and managed to, to get the ball away. Big score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had. I thought he he was sort of a bit of a weak link at the start of the championship against Mayo and a wee bit against Ross Common, but he definitely he grew with performances, and I thought he was excellent today in terms of. I've only ever seen one other player person. Nullify Clifford and that's Conor Miller and I thought for 55-60 minutes that other young lad Glenn Daffy did, did the sort of same um, had the same impact too yeah great shot yeah it really was it was like okay it's, it's the end of the, the football season here but it wasn't like uh, Brian Cody to announce his departure from Kenny <laughs> at, a, at a good point like my god what a what a career sir like I hope we had Dahi Regan on today but we just weren't able to get Dahi on this evening for, to wrap up GA late night but just a word on Brian Cody, please, and, and the legacy he's left behind. I'm going to come to rolling on it afterwards, but were you, you weren't surprised by the news, were you, this week? I know there was rumblings all week. I, I was in the end, actually. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was. But, you know, his his career, an, an absolutely incredible career. I think he's got more All-Irelands than Wexford, is it? <laughs> Something, himself, some some crazy stats. Most, count, most counties, I think. Most counties, yeah, himself. I think he's 19, is it? No, sorry. No, he's got he's nineteen championship seasons, isn't it? It's eleven All Ireland. Eleven All Ireland's, nineteen championship seasons, yeah. And look, just from just from the point of view of the, I suppose the 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 psychology of the teams that he's built in Kilkenny over the years, and and the lack of ego, and epitomised by the amount of players last night coming out on social media, thanking him for their careers. You'd Eddie Brennan, you'd Henry Shefflin, you'd Jackie Tyrrell. The list went on. Um, these players. Sure, they text him as well because I doubt Brian Cody saw them online. <laughs> is he not online? Are you I sure? Maybe he is. Maybe he's listening in right now. Maybe his wife is online and she does all the the background because behind every good man is a great woman. Just you know, so uh, I just I I think he's an incredible uh, legacy. I, I'm I suppose I'm a little unsure as to who is going to fill the boots now because initially because of obviously Bally Hale's um, successes with Henry Shefflin, we probably thought he was the front runner. Yeah. But, you know, he he's obviously committed to Galway now. So, you know, c- could either of you see him stepping away from Galway and being offered the job by Kilkenny? I say it would, def- it would definitely interest him, anyway. Definitely. But, again, it's a bit like Sir Alex Ferguson leaving Manchester United. Is it a poison talus? In terms of going in and trying to replicate what Brian Cody has done too, you know, you're already, you have to make all Ireland semi-finals, all Ireland finals, you know, if you don't make it. In your first season, you know, you're under pressure already. So, um, uh, just just to jump in there, Ronan, like you saw it with Mickey Hart, was it? Yeah, 20 years, Mickey was it, 19 years, Mickey was there and he stepped away. And it takes a brave management to come in afterwards. But do her and Logan come in and obviously it just clicked, yeah, yeah. And that's obviously it can happen too, just add a little bit of freshness, you know, that rejuvenates players or you know, adds a little bit of different to the style of play. and you know, just brings a whole new energy to to it as well. That that obviously can happen too, and it happened to us last year, and it obviously works out as, uh, 
as the best honour ever to get, you know, in Gaelic football. So yeah. um, it's a tough situation to be in. Um, I'd say if Henry Sheffield did get a call, it definitely would interest him. Um, the question is, though, does like Sir Alex, does does Sir Alex uh, or Brian get to decide who the next man in is? Was that his final kind of parting wish? Because I know Sir Alex went after uh, David Moyes. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it could do. It could be indebted to, or till Kenny County Board could be indebted to him in terms of gives him an opportunity to be on that selection process. But maybe they want a clean slate too in terms of you know um, do it proper and get somebody in fresh and yeah. um, picking their own man. So. Well, we'll wait and see. Wait. Interesting few weeks ahead. Yeah, and it's already been very interesting in different managerial changes and boat calls over the last couple of weeks, especially Tipperary and a few other counties. Sarah, what, big, was yeah, go on. What, what was Saturday like, the Camogie semi-finals? Like, we've now got Kilkenny and Cork in an All-Ireland final. Two tight games, Cork pull away from Waterford in the, in the second half, really, don't they? They do, yeah. So I did Colcom yesterday with Marty, so that was one for the bucket list. Uh, yeah, uh, for the Kilkenny-Galway game. I was there for the Cork-Waterford game to start. I had said last week that I felt that Waterford could push Cork just because they have a very good midfield and they've got you know potent attack. And that proved to be true yesterday. Uh, Ashing Thompson was the big news yesterday morning. She managed to overturn a two-match ban and got to play yesterday. Um the Cork lads are great at overturning appeals, and uh, well, two back in the day, weren't it? <laughs> well, well, she's she she came on after twenty five minutes, and look, she she turned the game for Cork. Uh, Waterford ran out of steam. The game was level on fifty three minutes, and then Cork pulled away in the last seven eight minutes, no more than like like Kerry today, I suppose. Um, just that greater quality, um, got them over the line yesterday. And to be honest, and being very straightforward, it will be a better final for Cork being in it. Waterford, I think it would have been a step too soon. And based on what I saw yesterday between Kilkenny and Galway, like cracking game, but yeah. Kilkenny's intensity was off the charts. Their tackle count, I want to know what their tackle count was at the end of it. Hooks, blocks, um, a great goal by Laura Murphy. And it was their defensive display that won it that seems to always you know, win big games for Kilkenny. So right now, based on you know yesterday's performances, I would say Kilkenny are edging it. Yeah, that the the Kilkenny Galway tussles over the last couple of years have been fascinating to watch as well. So you think they're edging at the moment? Like, what what would sway it for you over the next couple of weeks? Like, what the Cork need to do? Unfortunately for Cork, they they've kind of lost a lot of quality since twenty eighteen. So they beat Kilkenny by a point in twenty eighteen. Um, you remember late, late, late winner from Julia White, and out of that setup, Jem O'Connor's gone, uh, Julia White's gone, Orla Cronin's gone. Uh, I suppose. Cork haven't had the opportunity to build kind of the, that quality again. So they would need to, I suppose, I don't know if they can. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know if they can return that quality. Hannah Looney's back from New York and Ashing Thompson's back. Uh, obviously, she's she's no longer tied with this second game ban. Critically, the place that Kilkenny struggled yesterday was in their midfield and that's where Cork could possibly find change uh, in two weeks' time. We have two callers on the line here. Uh, Richard Hogan, I'm going to bring you in quickly first. Do you want to have a chat with Sarah and Ronan on GLA? Sarah, Ronan, um, <clears throat> just like that Camogie performance, I'd say, Sarah, it appears to me that would have epitomised that Brian Cody performance. Brad I are to happen probably an hour after he announced his retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Is, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have surprised me at all if he'd announced it today. There's a, there's a sketch Twitter account that goes around of him basically given out he gave out last week the skit account that uh, the footballers got told for the jeweler all early but anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> so look 
it's um, it's going to be new for us down here in regards to picking a manager because we don't know what it's like. Who do you want? They're probably there are four or five front runners, and there's one actually dark horse as well, which they're obviously going to be aware of. Is Henry obviously has a decision to make. Um, there's a lot that's gone on for Henry in the last twelve months with Paul. And he lost our chairman last Saturday, just before Dollar, and he passed away. So maybe moving closer to home might suit Henry, but that's a decision he'll have to discuss with Pat McDonough as to whether that's going to happen. Eddie, Derek, they're obviously in the running. McFenley, <clears throat> and the outsider is Brian Dowling, Sarah. Um, yes, yeah, he's Agreed. He's a contender. He served as apprenticeship in Club Orland. You know, he's stuck around with the girls. He's got a good backroom team there as well. I didn't realise he has Philly Lark and he's Pat O'Dealing there with him. And Tommy Shefflin as well, yeah. yeah. Tommy is a very underrated coach. Not many people outside know how good he is, but he is very, very good. So, in regards to that Camogie final, I would say it's probably more 50-50 than you're making it out. I think Ashley Thompson will be huge to get her back and get, to get her on the field for 60 minutes. She could have a key influence on the game. Yeah, and you'll agree with me that the midfield yesterday for yeah. Kilkenny, un, until uh, Denise Gore went back in there and Katie Power yeah. went to 11, that's, that was the change that actually made, yeah. made, made Kilkenny's the way, day. The, the way I would see it is that if the trio of if Denise Gall, uh Katie Power and Julianne Malone is another one, if they can get going, those are the experience in the middle three. You also know as well, like Kilkenny have lost Colette Armour. They've lost Davina Tobin. Megan Farrell. Megan Farrell. The, the two Aoife Doyle. Yeah, well, yeah, you could say the three Farrells, including Shelley. I know Shelley's gone a long time now, but like since their last All-Ireland, there's a lot, a lot of players turned over. It's a kind of a new group. They looked hungry yesterday. They looked good defensively. But is that going to be enough against Cork? They've had problems beating Cork in finals, just coming up short. So all of that's kind of going to potentially play into it. But look, we'll just have to wait and see. Be hopeful that they put in a good performance anyway and see where it takes them. But, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting few months here. Club Championship starts next weekend, Hurl and So, I'm sure all of the big boys will be out scouting to see exactly. who's going to be playing well. And, and, and the question, yeah, I suppose, look, from Tip's point of view, they were anxious to get Liam Cahill in so he could look at the Intercounty Championships. You yeah. can't see Kilkenny acting as quickly. It depends. Um, I would think that the fact that Brian has made the decision at this stage, it's normally earlier than he has done before. But the season is kind of so up in the air this year. It's all kind of new as to whatever is happening. You're kind of having to check yourself the whole time. Um, I don't know. I, I would say they might take a week or 10 days to assess the runners and riders and see. Like, no one's come out and declared their intentions yet. And a lot of that might be predicated on what Henry decides to do. I mean, if we see an announcement from Galway in a couple of days that Henry's walking away, then we know he's involved. But... But there's a lot of senior camogie getting talked about here. What about our man? What about our man? <laughs> They're into the final, actually, Connor. Exactly. The big Connor. Cabin, the big yeah. cabin there. I, I know all about it. Well, Connor, do you know Do you know Jennifer Curry? No. Yeah, so Jennifer Curry is a Cork woman and she scored in the region of 1-5 yesterday for our man. And she's a multiple All-Ireland winner with Cork. And she's years for the year. And she's playing with Armagh on the 7th of August. That's Because I can tell you what, sir, right? I remember I was up. I'm South Armagh man. I was up sitting in the club, having a beer. You know, thinking Armagh's going to win the All-Ireland in the football. And I was talking to a man called Ozzy Goggin. And he, he's, he's married to a woman from Katie in Armagh. 
and he said to me, he goes, see if you ever say to a woman in Giri that they're not, they're not hurters, that beat you up and down the place. <laughs> and he's like, right. And he goes, and then he, he, he looked at me like a face on him, like he was bit many times. <laughs> <laughs> a man been battered all his life. <laughs> Connor, what did you call in for? <laughs> you must have something to add. <laughs> I think he was telling us that our man are in the camogie final. Oh, was he? I thought he, no, yeah. what, what, I, what, I, what I, I was calling in to say that our man's in the camogie final, our man are in the all Ireland ladies' semi final, and we got the quarter final. We're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now, see you next year. I'll be back. Uh, yeah, you, are you in club action? Are you in club action over the next few weeks? Can we keep an eye out for you? She don't need his camlock. No. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> the football's going out of me a long time ago. I'm a commentator tonight. Like I know you are. Like I said, Tommy. Right. That goes my job. I tell you this. I tell you this. See, see this year. The football pod and the fucking late night. Amazing. Keep our lit. I'll be back next year. Goodbye, send, Connor. Send me a few pounds. Good luck. Good luck, Connor. Thanks. Good luck. Just, day, lads. just before I go, lads, um, I would say that Tony Brown in regards to Waterford, straight back choice to Waterford, anyone. Um, I think Tony Brown is probably their best bet. I think he, of any of the other ones that are there, they might go with Davies. I wouldn't be so sure if they go back to Derek again, but to me, he's probably the one that could get the boast out of that one. you by Guinness Zero Zero. More social occasions off the pitch are yours for the taking. Ronan, Sarah, anything else to add on today's all Ireland final? It was a great game of football, wasn't it? Uh, it was, yeah. It definitely was. It was a great spectacle. It's, I think people were expected to be a bit of a cagey fair. It, sort of, it was at times. I heard the commentator saying that, that, that the crowd had gone a wee bit quiet, but then it obviously raised when a quality point or a quality attacking play or a defensive play uh, materialised. But I think overall as a whole, Tommy, I think the, the championship has been very exciting. Um, a number of teams have been knocked out early. Big teams, you know, uh, the Talton Cup has added excitement to it. It's been uh, Yeah, so I think as a whole, the championship, you know, has been brilliant and, and it was a fitting end to, to a brilliant year. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and Sarah, it feels like, especially in the... I know the hurling is a slightly different story at the moment, but in the football, any amount of teams can win it again next year. They'll be sitting down and saying, this isn't just carries to win two or three or four in a row. There's a couple of teams now going in for one. Absolutely. And look, going back to today, 36 scores today, couldn't take my eyes off it. And, you know, that's testament to the conditioning of the players today and the quality of the likes of Walsh and Clifford. And look, I, like, I was a big fan of Armagh all year. I'd be really looking forward to see what they're doing next year. Even looking at, obviously, the teams in Ulster and Ronan, I'm marrying a Tyrone man in seven weeks, so that's where the Tyrone connection comes in. Um, yeah, and uh, I suppose I've been fascinated by the Ulster Championship and, you know, that's been one of the kind of highlights of the season for me. 
That's fast. Well, so best of luck for the next seven weeks getting ready. To go. <laughs> don't have me annoying you on a Sunday evening anymore. But thanks for all your help over the series over the last couple of weeks. Great. No worries. Thank you. And Ronan, thanks a million for joining us this evening on GA Late Night. No ball. Thanks very much, Tommy. Thanks, guys. And for everyone who's been listening in throughout the series and for calling in and chatting, the contributions have been brilliant. So thank you all so much. If you want to listen back to this show, you'll get it in the OTB GA podcast feed. And that's where you get all the GA from off the ball this week, from the Hurland, Camogie, and the football with reaction to today's All-Ireland final. Talk to you again soon.